Welcome to the number one show and the source of truth for all things medtech. Here, we reveal the secrets and stories behind the investments, science, and commercialization of the medtech industry. Every week, we'll take you on a wild ride with the biggest names in the game, from entrepreneurs and investors who are shaking up the market, to healthcare providers who are revolutionizing the way we think and practice medicine. So hold on tight and get ready for a journey like no other. This is the State of MedTech. What's going on, everybody? So welcome to a very special episode. And the reason why this is a special episode is because um, there's this concept in the tech world called Easter eggs, right? And Easter eggs. So when you when you go coding, you know, whether it's a video game or even a software program or a product, engineers will leave these little things called Easter eggs, right? Like little surprises. Um, for Tesla, there are Easter eggs in the car. So there's certain controls or mechanisms or, or things you can do that will unlock something that you didn't even know was there. So I decided I want to do that with my podcast specifically for the salespeople because there is a, I would say, um, a top 1% of salesperson who um, joins my, you know, joins my program, consumes my content, you know, leverages digital and unique ways and everything. But in that 1%, there's, I would say, a 0.001% of the whole, you know, a 1% of the 1% actually that is looking to take it to a completely different level. So these episodes, which will be marked with the eye emoji. So you're going to look for the eye emoji. And when you see the eye emoji on the category, so if you guys scroll through the podcast, you'll see that there's things that says rep life and sales and everything. When you see the eye emoji and then whatever category after that, you can know that that is a special episode. You can think of that eye as sort of, opening your eyes, right? And so today's episode, I'm going to be pulling from my archives on sales hypnotism. You may laugh, but hypnotism is absolutely a real thing. And I'm going to teach you this concept of neuro-linguistic programming. Okay. And these are very powerful techniques. They're not meant to be for mass distribution. And even though the podcast, I have a lot of episodes, not everybody's going to go look for this. So these, these episodes with the eye, I'm not promoting them, not going to even, you know, send them to my email list or anything, but I'm just going to distribute them kind of secretly and the people who know, they'll know, right? Most people who follow this podcast, they're going to see that episode, they'll just gloss over it, but not you. So let's start. If a problem can't be solved within the frame it was conceived, the solution lies in reframing the problem. It's a guy whose whose name is Brian McCreevy, and I'm going to read that one more time to you. If a problem can't be solved within the frame it was conceived, the solution lies in the reframing of the problem. So the ability to reframe a person's worldview and frame a person's worldview is a skill that is just, it's paramount to business and to life. If you read the great books, from uh, history, such as Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning, right? This guy was pretty much lived a life in an Auschwitz Nazi concentration camp. He was able to reframe what it meant to live in that concentration camp, and he survived, right? 
Scott Adams, my good friend and I'd say mentor from afar, who's uh, the creator of Dilbert and also predicted the 2016 election, and I would say arguably the most successful cartoonist, um, shared in a recent interview that, you know, he was a trained hypnotist. And um, this is actually, you know, when I wrote this was back in 2017. What got me interested back in, back then about the topic was Scott's explanation of its applications to writing and marketing. So he, back then, this is a year after the election, he used Trump's debate and marketing tactics as a case study, something that I actually did write about uh, right after the election. And I can leave a link for that in the comments. And actually, I'm going to open the link up and just make sure I, I do that. So in learning about hypnotism, I discovered a very powerful application that's easy to implement in daily life for your personal life, but also your business objectives. And that's what this one's about is how do you use this for persuading and influencing surgeons, hospital admin, even dare I say it, your hiring manager. Okay. By no means am I trained hypnotist or neurolinguistics practitioner, um, but I would say I've done more than enough work in terms of studying, applying, and executing these techniques. Um, and what I found was pretty compelling and intuitive enough that I had to share it with you. So to begin teaching you this method, right? one thing that I want you to try and do later is go and watch this video that I'm going to leave in the, in the show notes below. It's uh, look for the link to go watch this video of a beach. Okay. And so all this is, is literally a video just looking at the ocean. And I'm going to come back to that in a moment. So if you want, you can pause this recording, go look at it, or just wait and go back and, you know, look at it at your own time. Okay. So we not only process information in unique ways, we also express our experiences to others in very unique ways. The words we use are actually metaphors for our individual responses and experiences. That leads us to the conscious output system. The words that we use to communicate our internal experiences to another person is known as our conscious output system. Simply put, it's how we communicate our experiences to another person after we have become aware of those experiences. Marketers and salespeople tend to assume that our output system is the same as everyone else's. So if you and I both see something we like, we both agree on it, I mean, we must have the same output. However, the experts who develop the field of neuro-linguistic programming, otherwise known as NLP, found that this is not the case. So NLP is an approach to communication, personal development, and psychotherapy. It was created by this guy named Richard, uh, these two guys, uh, Richard Bandler and John, John Grinder in California in the 1970s. So by the time we're 11 or 12 years old, we've developed a preferred output system. And this is known as uh, the representational system. So we often switch between diff different systems, but everyone has a preferred system that is comfortable and most often used, and we're going to get to that in a moment. These output systems come in three types, visual, kinesthetic, and auditory. So in the United States, based on the data I was able to find, 40% of the you know people in the U.S. prefer visual, 40% prefer kinesthetic, and 20% prefer auditory. Okay. And here's how each breaks down. So visual means things we see. 
kinesthetic means things we feel, you know, like you can think about touch and emotion, taste or smell, and auditory is things we hear, right? So the question is, are we experiencing the same thing? Now, let's go back to the beach, to that video that you watched, right? Imagine that we ask three different people a simple question. What did you like about the beach? Common answers communicating the experiences using each preferred output system looks like this. For someone whose uh, preferred system is visual, they'll say, I like watching the waves in the beautiful sky. Uh, I can see the waves. I can see the uh, fish. I can see people relaxing and having a good time. Somebody who's kinesthetic will say, I love the warmth of the sun. I love the feeling of sand between my toes. I can feel the tension drop away. It makes me feel loose and just tingly all over. And finally, someone who's auditory will say, I love hearing the sound of the waves, or it's so tranquil I can hear myself think. Now, keep in mind that people will shift and use different systems. We can all use both our left and right hands, but we will always lean towards using our preferred hands, same with a preferred output system. So if you tell a visual person to, quote unquote, put a handle on their situation, they will understand what they mean. Then they'll wait to see where you want to put it, right? Um, in uh, a book that I read uh, called Monsters and Magical Sticks, it's a great book on, on um psychotherapy and hypnotism, Dr. Stephen Heller shared that he often finds that auditory people have a highly developed second system. It's usually kinesthetic or visual. And will use many words to describe what they're feeling, kinesthetic, or how they want to see their experiences, which is visual. So you use your preferred output for a preferred experience. So when someone is in physical pain, person will be in his or her kinesthetic system. The coal of a therapist then becomes to move them into another system, right? Think about that. So when someone's in physical pain, this is a kinesthetic system. The goal of the therapist is to move into a different one. This will help them utilize a different area of the pain apart uh, from the part that controls the pain. So when speaking to a prospect, let's say a surgeon or hospital CEO or anybody else, a salesperson can use neutral questions to begin to understand which preferred system the prospect uses. I use this with in my sales processes. I always, I even use this when I when I used to interview for, for, for roles back when I would apply, you know, I run my own company now, but when I was an employee, I would use this. So things like, what do you enjoy about using this product, right? And if in an interview, I would ask like, what did you, you know, what did you like, like most about my resume, right? But let's focus on the product here. Um, so what do you like about using a product, right? What does success mean to you? I would use that often in a, in a, um, in a interview, right? And it's very important. I did, I did not say what does success look like for you or anything, cause that's obviously biasing them to visual. What does success mean to you? Describe the perfect outcome. Okay. The goal here again is to stay clear of using anything that primes them with visual auditory or kinesthetic cues. Do not use metaphors, right? So, and, and if you're not careful, remember, again, you might say something like, hey, what does a successful outcome look like? Again, you've primed them. You have to strip that away. And the more you practice, the better you'll get. And this will likely, you know, again, if you prime them with a visual, it'll likely give you a visual answers, answer because humans tend to mirror each other. 
So if you tell somebody like, hey, what does success sound like to you? They're going to take the prompt and give you an auditory primer, right? So unless under stress, okay, people are able to switch systems, right? So, which often happens. That's the, the key here is that you want to avoid that. So the next thing is to ask yourself, are we changing minds or are we channeling desires? Okay, changing the mind, I just have to tell you all, is a losing battle. It's very difficult to really actually change somebody's mind. When you do change somebody's mind, you're really not changing their mind. You're actually finding a way to channel their desire in a different way. Okay, Finding ways to unearth and channel already existing desires is often going to yield a successful sales outcome. This is why I would stress the importance of studying and understanding uh, the psychology behind technology adoption because you have to know psychologically or at least have an idea of who you're dealing with. Okay, that's a whole other topic. As long as your prospect continues to stay in a particular system, the problem and their mind will literally remain in the same place. So if you can successfully identify the preferred system, then you have a higher chance to influence them and to switch systems. This allows the opportunity to receive different options to solve their problem. Okay, when you're able to switch someone into a different conscious output system, they've gone into a state that doesn't exist. That's hypnosis. Okay, so what you've done now is help them break their mindset and call upon another partner or system to solve their problem. So in the business world, okay, this is the result of reframing, or you can call this cognitive reframing, the psychological technique that consists of, let's say, identifying and then disputing an irrational or maladapted thought. Okay, so finding the right way to move a prospect from one preferred output system to another will allow you to move closer to closing a sale. Okay, more importantly, it allows you to provide a better, more empathetic customer experience that opens up the relationship. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, you know, take this episode and share it with another person, somebody who's the 1% of the 1%. You know, there are people who need to who take this, who are top of their game, they're going to take it to another level. So please do that. Um, share this episode. And again, if you enjoy this podcast, do me a big favor aside from sharing the episode, give it five stars, write a review. If you've already done that, many of you have already done that. When you share this episode, Tell that person, hey, do me a favor, just you know, give Omar five stars and write a review, okay? So with that being said, thanks for tuning in. I'm really excited to uh, launch more of these eye-opening, uh, subtle podcasts. Again, I'm not publishing this on my LinkedIn. I'm not um, uh, sending this out an email. I'm, I'm actually going to publish this. Right now it's... Uh, nine o'clock nine o'clock at night that's why my voice is so low and so these are kind of special uh, episodes i'm going to be publishing this uh to actually i'm going to release this at midnight so this will be published um late at night and then immediately uh tomorrow morning another podcast which is a more public one will be published so even the notification is going to be suppressed so if you found this podcast congratulations and um Welcome to the club. I'll see you next time. Bye for now. 
Thank you for enjoying another epic episode of The State of MedTech. If you're feeling inspired and love this episode, do us a favor, hit that subscribe button and turn notifications on so you never miss an episode. And be sure to give us five stars and write a short review because that helps more people discover this amazing community of ours. If you're a company who has a executive that you'd like to be on the show or perhaps you want to sponsor one of the episodes, shoot us an email at hello at Take care and see you next time.